welcome to the Punk Priestess Podcast. I'm your host, Majori, and today we have Alicia, who is a lover, vibe creator, instructor of yogis, PADI, rescue diver, and all-around magical human being. In her work, she likes to create a space where people feel safe and inspired to listen and express the needs and desires of their body, heart, and spirit. She facilitates spaces with yoga, breath work, and meditation, sometimes in ceremony and sometimes in ritual practice. And I'm so excited to have you on. So <laughs> thank you for being here. Me. This is exciting. <laughs> oh, are you? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> after winding down after a long day of work, so perfect vibe. <laughs> That's awesome. So I feel like you must always have like a really good vibe going on as a yoga instructor. Are you always like kind of in that flow? <laughs> Not always. <laughs> it's always what I aim for, but you know, human. So <laughs> not so much always, but definitely always in the spaces that I get to completely control, which is nice. So I don't want to say I'm a control freak because I'm not, but um, a lot of times when I do get to like facilitate and cultivate specific spaces, I like making the vibe appropriate to like whatever's going on. And it's so funny because I had a friend come over to my place uh, recently and he was like, oh man, he's like, this is so zen. Like your whole place is just so calming and I'm like yes I know thank you <laughs> yes um how often do you do yoga every day so like my personal practice yes or teaching or both uh, I guess so I only teach in a studio one day a week so I teach three classes on the week on Saturday personal practice i We'll do my own personal practice maybe three or four times a week, just depending on the week. Um, I do have other like movement practices that I like to do as well. But for yoga, like I'll go to uh, another instructor's class maybe twice a week and then I'll do my own home practice a few days and then I'll go and do some other physical things. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely part of my regular routine and sometimes yoga doesn't always have to be like a 60 minute class mm -hmm. <laughs> like you can just do a few poses in between you know sending emails while you're at work and that can be yoga <laughs> you know just moving yeah. your body intuitively that's really um, cool that's really good that you mentioned that because um I've been trying to get on this kick of doing yoga at least 30 minutes a day um, mm -hmm. before work. And I'm going to try, I was really good in high school. I started doing yoga. I would wake up at 5am, do like an hour's worth of yoga, go to school and then come home and do like an hour's worth of yoga. So I want to get wow. back. That. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but I want to get back into that rhythm. Um, so that's kind of been my 2021 20, goal is to try to do mm -hmm. yoga at least once a day, even if it's like for 30, 20 minutes, but it's just so healing and healthy. And I was doing it this weekend and I was like, wow, I am out of practice. <laughs> My legs are sore. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, it's so great though, because the, one of the things I love about yoga is that it's so diverse, like whatever you're going for physically and also spiritually, really, you can find a practice in yoga that facilitates that. So if you just like there's yin yoga, which is basically you get into a posture and then you lay or sit in that posture for like three to five minutes. And so it's very still, it's very calming. And so sometimes that's what you need because your body's like, I cannot move in this, you know, fast paced mm -hmm. rhythm today. I just need to lay here. So you can do that. Or if you want a super sweaty workout, you can get that in a yoga class too. Like, so just depending on, you know, what your motivation is for the day, you can always find a yoga practice that's appropriate for it, which I love. Yes. Um, what kind of yoga do you do mostly? Uh, so I uh, mostly practice traditional vinyasa flow, um, which is mostly, that's like the mainstream yoga mm -hmm. in the United States. <laughs> that's like what most people practice. And then I also will practice yin yoga, which I just mentioned, and I'm certified in yin yoga as well. And then also yoga nidra, which is basically like a mental yoga. <laughs> it's a it's a meditation practice, really. Um, but it is, it's called yoga. <laughs> okay. Um, but, so basically you lay there for an hour and try not to go to sleep. <laughs> that sounds <But> amazing. <laughs> it's pretty great. I love it so much. And the thing about it is like, if you listen to recordings of Yoga Nidra, 
some of the recordings will say, you're telling yourself, I will not fall asleep. I will not fall asleep. I will not fall asleep. And the next thing you know, you're snoring. Exactly. (laughs) I know. It really really is a practice. Like the first few times, you're definitely going to fall asleep. But then the more you do it, the more you can learn to like stay active in your mind and actually do this practice. Yeah, that's really um, interesting that you mentioned that because I went to a meditation retreat a couple mm-hmm. years ago in the Rocky Mountains. And it was just like a tight button monk. It was like really hardcore. The meditation sessions were like four or five hours. Um, like it was intense sessions. Wow. Yes. That's crazy intense. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do it all. Cause like, at, cause you have to get comfortable and then you're like laying down and then you end up like kind of falling asleep. So yeah, I would imagine. So are you, you're laying down for a full four or five hours? You can do, like a lot of people were sitting up or like eventually I couldn't sit up for that long. So I laid down, but it is hard because it is, you have to get your mind right and your breathing right. And also I was like craving Doritos and everything around me was vegan. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I really want Doritos right now. And you're trying to like have a spiritual connection and you're just like, I just want Doritos. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. Like I fancy myself a pretty experienced meditator and I cannot say that I have ever meditated for four hours straight. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Two hours might be my max that I've ever meditated. So kind of tell me about the certification process of being a yoga instructor, because it seems Um, really intense. It is intense. Yeah, it's 200 hours. So for the injury, for the first level of training, it's 200 hours and you can do it in different ways. So some people will do an intensive practice that's like five days a week for a month. um, And you're there the whole day. It's basically like a work day for, for four weeks. Mm -hmm. and or you have an option I mean and different studios have different setups so you'll probably find a bunch of varieties but the ones that I'm most familiar with is like the intensive one and then there's like a six week program that you can do which is like slightly less intense than the one that I did which is like (laughs) the one for people who have full-time jobs Mm -hmm. I can't do that um, is the weekend one and so we we practice uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Friday evenings, and then all day Saturday and Sunday. And it was 10 months. Wow. <laughs> so I really, really loved being able to practice that way because it gave you time to like digest everything that you were learning mm-hmm. um, as you went along. So you learn something on the weekend and then you practice during the week and then you learn something else and then you practice. And I think that that was just, it just, for me, it was helpful to like actually let it sink in to like my nervous system. <laughs> so yeah. I can know this information. So I appreciated that. That's awesome. Cause I feel that um, just the language itself. Cause when I, because I do yoga at home now, so I'm watching videos and copying the movements, but it's a lot to memorize or even say the words properly. And so was mm-hmm. that hard? Did you have like flashcards trying to memorize these oh, positions? Yeah, <laughs> so many flashcards, <laughs> so many notes. And like you can buy certain yoga tools or you can make your own really. Um, and, you know, we have <laughs> books and videos and all anything that you would normally have in any kind of normal training situation and we had quizzes and tests and stuff okay. as well and then we had a final where we had to teach a class of course um I mean you're teaching along the whole time but for sure at the end you teach a full class study aids <laughs> are very very necessary and then you know it's so much information like no one expects you to memorize every single thing and like keep it in your brain so like mm-hmm. I still go back and reference my books from time to time and I'm like wait a minute what was that one again like let's go back and check that yeah. out so it's a, a, the thing I love about like this kind of world of yoga slash spirituality is that it's forever a learning process like there's no mm-hmm. end to it. there's no I know some people like to act like there's a place called enlightenment and yeah. you get there and you're done like that's not a thing <laughs> like you're forever learning you're forever growing you're- that's um that also reminds me of um the Bikram yoga have you seen that documentary on Netflix I um, have intentionally it? not watched okay. that documentary but I know about it yes <laughs> yes because um yeah it's definitely I took a Bikram class I think I took two here in New York and it's, it's not for me. Um, it's too intense. Yeah. I almost like threw up actually. <laughs> I had to like leave and I'm like, take a breather. But um, after watching the documentary, I was like, wow, like I did not know yoga could be on this level of intensity, oh, yeah. but that's like a cult. So that's a oh, little different. For sure, for sure. 
Yeah, and uh, again, like I said, it's whatever level you're looking for, you can find an experience through yoga that facilitates that. And but yeah, that Bikram level is for it's not for me either, you know, and that's okay. (laughs) Everything can't be for everybody. But you know, some people obviously love it and they're very devoted to that practice. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. So what inspired your journey that made you want to get certified? So it's it's actually interesting. I feel like I came through to teaching yoga kind of through the back door. <laughs> like I didn't, I, it was kind of an accident. So uh, I work for a supplement, a company that makes supplements and fitness equipment. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also own a gym and we also own multiple yoga studios. So I was working for the, the headquarter parent company and they have all these certifications and a bunch of different fitness things. And once I started working there and all the employees can get these certifications for free. And so I started doing like, uh, we sell tools like the steel mace and kettlebells and steel clubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you can get certified in each one of those things. And so I went through and I did all certifications, bam, 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 knocking them out. I was so excited. And then all, but all the other certifications were only like two day certifications. So it's easy to do those. Mm-hmm. And then after I got through all of those, I was like, what's next? <laughs> and the only thing that I hadn't done left was teacher training. And it actually took some convincing because that wasn't on the normal menu of things that they let employees do for free. So it took a little convincing. Mm-hmm. But, and, but just the fact that it wasn't easy for me made me want it even more. <laughs> so I was like, I want to do this teacher training. So I finally got them to let me do teacher training. And when I started, I was just like, you know, I'm, I really like yoga. I love the practice. I love how I feel when I go to yoga. And I just want to learn more about it. I want to learn more about the history and the actual like physical, biological effects that it has in your body with consistent practice. And mm-hmm. like, just for my own knowledge, I want to know these things. And then you go through the training, <laughs> 10 months of training. And at some point, a lever just like flips. And you're just like, I have to share this. Like, this is so you feel like you're getting so much benefit from this training. You're like, I cannot hold on to this. Like, that is, it just feels selfish mm-hmm. to keep this to yourself. You're like, I have to share this. I have to, you know, offer this practice to people. And so at some point during the training, I don't know exactly when, but at some point I was just like, I'm going to be a yoga teacher, (laughs) which is like crazy, right? Like, yeah, you're in teacher training. Of course, you're going to be a yoga teacher. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's how it happened. And then after I finished, I was lucky enough to be able to land a job with the studio. And that's where I've been ever since. That is such an awesome story. Yeah, I I didn't even know like much about the whole process of trying to be certified. And it always seemed like really hard. Um, And I have some friends who in New York who are certified uh, yoga teachers. They're like, yeah, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. And, you know, sometimes even earlier. Um, But I'm sure it's probably changed for you with COVID. Have you felt like it's been easier to do virtual or do you prefer Um, studio? very much prefer the in-person training okay Uh, but I have always preferred in-person classes like I remember in college I never wanted to do an online class like I hated them so much and I hate it when I didn't have a choice but to do an (laughs) online class like I need Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to be in that like physical space environment to I just learn better that way and I think a lot of people do but a lot of people learn just fine online so that's great so I definitely think since COVID yoga teacher trainings have become way more accessible, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're not limited to the, the studios that are in your area. You can literally mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, practice with any studio in the whole world, basically. So you can practice with a studio in India without ever having to go to India. <laughs> um, so that's the beautiful part about it. Um, but I do feel like still not the same. <laughs> you know, it's hard to facilitate that same energy. Mm-hmm feels so good you know to like be in a space with people like that's a large part of why why a lot of us want to be instructors is because we want that connection with humans you know Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you know, COVID, so you gotta do what you gotta do. Yes. <laughs> Here in New York, they have, um, like a rooftop at some places and you can like mm-hmm. social distance doing yoga on the rooftop, but definitely I can see how it gives you access to kind of broaden your practice mm-hmm. with, you know, people all around, but also it's like, oh, we just, you know, you feel like the energy in person sometimes yeah. it's, yeah, it's definitely easier. I actually do prefer, uh, doing yoga at home. I've done, I do. That's great though. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's how I started. And then when I moved to New York seven years ago, I was doing classes um, just like on the weekends, kind of here or there um, with some friends and at like local studios. And it was okay, but it just, I don't know. I kind of like being in my own space and energy. And then, cause sometimes you have like a guy like sweating like crazy next to you. And then it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of sometimes harder to concentrate, I feel, but that's just Yeah, my you're right about that for sure. <laughs> I think um, I have a bad habit of letting myself off the hook too easy when okay. I'm practicing at home. And so I'll be doing like a yoga video or something. And then it's an, let's say it's an hour long class and 30 minutes. And I'm like, mm, okay, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. like, obviously if I was in studio, I'm not going to walk out of the class halfway through. Um, unless there's another reason why I'm walking out, but I'm not usually going to be like, okay, I just don't feel like it anymore. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when I do practice at home, I just flow on my own mostly, just like whatever my body feels like doing, I just let it do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I usually do those like first thing when I wake up in the morning and then right before bed. So I try to get those like bookend practices in for myself. Do you make up your own routines for uh, your classes? Like, do you like plan, okay, we're going to do these movements are going to flow into, you know, this sequence. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so when, when you first start out, you typically have like one full length flow that you have built from beginning to end. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as you teach it more, you teach it more, you teach it more. You're like, okay, now let's change this part of it. Okay. Now let's change this part of it. And then at some point you're going to get sick of it and you're like, okay, throw it all out. Let's try, start all over again. Let's build a second. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, I actually don't know if that's how most instructors do it. I just know that was my journey. Mm-hmm. And and it's so funny because I talk to other people who are currently in teacher training and they're like, I think I, I just need to build out like six different yoga flows. And I'm like, no, you don't. You only need one, maybe two, especially when you're just starting out. Like you're going to get sick of them way faster than your students will. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're saying the same words over and over again and your students maybe come to you once a week. And sometimes I'll have a theme that I'm working with. So, for example, if I say, oh, I want to do a lot of heart openers in this class, mm-hmm. and so I'll do a lot of back bends, a lot of like cactus the arms, look up to the sky, you know, mm-hmm. these types, and get people to maybe hold it a little longer than they're comfortable with, which I like to do that in my class anyway. <laughs> it's just get someone in an awkward position and I'm like, and stay there. Thank you. <laughs> Test them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and occasionally when I'm teaching, I'll just get an idea off the top of my head. I'm like, let's try this. Let's throw this in there. Or sometimes I'll be teaching and I'll just, I, I, you know, can read a lot off of my students, like what they're, Mm -hmm. like what I interpret that they're experiencing based on their body language and such. And I'll say, Ooh, maybe this is a little too hard. Okay. Let me tone it down a little Mm -hmm. more. Or I might say, Oh, they don't look like they look like they're, you know, living easy over here. Let me try to make this a little harder, you know, and also I may change the levels a bit, just depending on, you know, what I'm seeing from my students. Mm-hmm. Um, when you first started, was it hard? Like, were you nervous? And like, I'm going to forget these sequences? Like, how was it your first oh, time? Oh, I was absolutely reading off of a piece of paper my first few classes. <laughs> So before I started like actually teaching in a studio, I did a few, just like had my friends come over and like, mm-hmm. teach them. And then at the gym that my company owns, I got, I talked them into letting me do like a couple yoga classes there and um, just for free, just to get in some reps, you know? And so that helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I 
they called me when they needed like an emergency sub for a class, uh, a substitute teacher. So I got to do a few of those and just to like get my feet wet. And so by the time I actually got like a class that was mine or classes that were mine, um, I was less nervous, still not completely gone. Mm -hmm. But I had this meditation that I do before my classes for me, my my own meditation where I'm mm -hmm. like, I amping myself up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have to do it anymore, but when I first started out, I had I would amp myself up for class for sure. You have to. I mean, I feel like before I would go on stage singing, you have to kind of like try to get your energy right before mm -hmm. you present yourself and like because it is like a performance in yeah. a way. So when you were going through like before um, going through training to be a yoga instructor, did you feel like yoga was a place for you that you could express yourself? Did it feel like a space that you belonged in? Or did you kind of feel like, okay, I have to make my way? Yeah. So I think probably the way I entered it was, uh, again, very different than how most people <laughs> enter it because I did kind of have like a warm opening, a warm entrance because I already knew mm -hmm. like all the managers and instructors and everything that worked there because of my job. And so I didn't feel... I didn't feel intimidated or anything like that. Um, I will say prior to my current yoga situation, mm -hmm. um, I definitely had many experiences where I walked into some sort of like fitness space or yoga space and felt very out of place, you know, mm -hmm. and just felt like everyone's staring at me, which is not true, by the way. <laughs> no one cares. You're wrapped up in their own lives. They don't mm -hmm. care. Um, and, you know, just feel, you just kind of like look around for an ally, you know, mm -hmm. someone who looks like you or someone who also looks like they're lost and don't belong. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, this is going to be my buddy. And then <laughs> so you like try to find a buddy. And then if you can't find a buddy, you just kind of like quietly sit in the corner or something and try to be invisible. At least I did. Mm -hmm. and and um, so I had many, many years of doing that <laughs> before I got into like the, the studio where I am now. But yeah, I can definitely understand people being intimidated to walk into a yoga space, especially if you don't look like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what we normally think of as a yogi, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So this, you know, slender... <laughs> you know, white lady. Yes, <laughs> right? exactly. Cause that's so. my experience. And that's a huge reason why I just felt more comfortable at home is because I live, well, now I live on the Upper East Side of New York. So it's like bougie white women everywhere. And I love this area, but it's also like, you know, there's really no people of color. When I was doing a lot of yoga classes, I was like the only one of color in most of them. Yeah. And um, it's just, you know, didn't feel also, I'm like trying to focus on my energy, but then when that is on the back of your head, like, okay, like no one, you know, looks like me and and I, you know, so it was kind of um, a turnoff for me, but I'm happy to see now, I think, especially through Instagram, it's just more of a confirmation that there are, you know, spaces for black yoga instructors out there and like making their way and the classes are becoming more diverse. And I'm now I'm like, okay, after the pandemic, maybe I should try again. And yeah, for sure. Um, and I think also, I think there's another level to it as well that also is rampant <laughs> in the yoga world, <laughs> which is like, you wouldn't think that it is, but it is. And that's people being inauthentic just in general. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole like love and light, you know, that bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that is just so, it drives me crazy. And it doesn't matter, you know, what ethnicity you are. If you're being fake, I don't mm -hmm. want to pick your class. Yes. You know, if you're just like, everything is amazing and breathe in the sunshine and rainbows. Like, I'm sorry. No. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Not real. <laughs> yeah. And so that to me is like, I, I'm not going to take a class with that has instructor. I mean, at a studio that has instructors who teach like that. Mm -hmm. And so like, even if the instructor doesn't look like me, if I feel like they are being authentic, then mm -hmm. I can kind of hang in there a little longer. Yeah. Um, but if I feel like you're being fake and then also you don't look like me, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm out. Bye. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. um, but one thing I will say that's like really cool now is I'm seeing so, like you just said, I'm seeing so many more diverse bodies doing yoga online. Mm -hmm. right? And especially on all the social media platforms, like it's, they're everywhere. <laughs> like you only have to make the slightest bit of effort. Like if you are in this yoga spiritual realm and you don't have 
like a black yogi on your timeline, it's because you're not looking for a black yogi. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, a Latina yogi or, you mm-hmm. know, an Asian yogi or anything like that. Like, it's because you're specifically not looking for that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you have to reconcile with yourself. But, the, you know, those classes are so easily accessible now mm-hmm. um, online. It and is, even if yes. you don't have them locally in your area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely in Brooklyn, there it's there's so many um, diverse yoga studios, and but it's just I don't live in that area, so I haven't mm-hmm. been able to access that um, frequently. But definitely, I'm like, okay, you know, this is really cool, and a lot of these studios too are offering tarot services and other spiritual mm-hmm. things, astrology, and incorporating the two because they're all connected. I love that um, it's expanding. Uh, to the collective consciousness where I feel like a couple years ago, it was still kind of like, oh, like, you know, new agey, whatever. And now it's like, okay, like this is just a part of normality. Yeah, it's so funny because some people, oh, I, I would assume a lot of people, probably not so many people in Austin where I live, but a lot of people still go to yoga just for the physical practice of it, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you come to my class, you're going to get a lot of woo-woo. <laughs> I love um, that. So, like, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. Like, I'm doing this for your own good. You should thank me. But, <laughs> like, it, I feel like my classes, like, yes, you're going to get a workout. Yes, you're going to get sweaty. But also, you're going to, like, connect with your heart, connect with your breath, connect with your, you know, whatever higher power you believe in, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is, like just as if not more important than your physical, you know, workout for the day. And so sometimes I question this within myself. <laughs> like I'll, I'll go to teach and I'll look at my class and it's full of like 25 year old white dudes. I'm like, oh, I don't know if they're going to be down for the woo-woo. And I'm like, but then I'm like, nope, you got to stick with who you are. You got to be real. Mm-hmm. You, you got to be and so then I just like go and teach my class and I can't tell I'm like are they into it I don't know I can't tell and then it never fails after every class there's some uh, several of them coming up to me and being like oh my god that was so amazing I loved it when you said this part about the heart and about your heartbeat and I love this and oh my god your words you're just so amazing and I'm just like wow, I'm really glad I stuck with what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was going to try to water it down because I was I was judging them, you know. Mm-hmm. I was making a judgment on what they would be open to, and I was wrong, mm-hmm. you know. So, so that's beautiful. Like, yeah, you just have to stick to your authentic self, and that just, you know, inspires and teaches people to connect more with their own authenticity. Um, so that's awesome. Do you uh, meditate next to your crystals? Because I know you love crystals. I do love crystals. Oh my God. 2020 has brought me so many crystals. <laughs> Same. I'm running out of space. I have no more space in my apartment. I need to like start so crystals. Yeah. I, I had to put myself on a crystal restriction for sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's work with the uh, abundance of crystals that we already have. Mm-hmm. And then, but one good thing about it is that is I started to kind of like intuitively give away some of my crystals which is also an awesome thing like kind of a bonus treat that I didn't realize would happen um, okay. and I realized like I love like giving crystals to people <laughs> people who want them like not just anybody mm-hmm. but if I know someone's into it I'll be like oh who loves this crystal <laughs> um, but yes I do meditate with my crystals I tend to like use the tiny, the like um, either no bigger than a palm stone, but usually mm-hmm. it's like a tumble or something, especially if I'm like trying to put it on my third eye. <laughs> you know, you don't want to. <laughs> it's like slides off. Head, right? <laughs> exactly. It'll slide off and you're just like trying to focus and you're just like readjusting this crystal on your head every two minutes. Um, but yeah, like I'll pick crystals that are like based on either what meditation I'm doing or what mood I'm in at the moment. And just try to call that energy into my body and into my spirit and my intentions for like, as I move through the day, I typically will meditate in the mornings. That's how I plan my day mm-hmm. <laughs> like through meditation and intention setting. So yeah, I love it. I know you have citrine because you have some nice pieces of citrine and mm-hmm. like I have some citrine. This is um, one from Everyday Magic, but uh, yeah. you have some bigger ones. I'm like, okay, I need to get on that citrine level, but um, do you have a favorite crystal? Oh, man, I think it's so hard, and they're right here. They're going to hear me. Um, 
I think it's like, I think it's a tie between my big, I have a big citrine tower and then I have a piece of Elmwood, mm-hmm. um, which I, I've talked about this before, but like <laughs> the one I bought it from Everyday Magic and mm-hmm. it has like a cave in it. And it just, when I saw it, it just reminded me of this cave that I dove in one time scuba diving. And I was just like, that is for me like Mm -hmm. that Elmwood is mine (laughs) and so I just love it so much it's like on the like main piece of my altar like sitting right next to the citrine so yeah that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah they do speak to you because like when I um am watching crystal lives or there's one time I saw a picture of a crystal and it was at the shop in New York and I saw it and like, they said, oh, it'll be available like in a week or something. And the crystal like waited for me. And like immediately mm-hmm. I saw it and I was like, that was you in the picture. And <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> so yeah, they do. They definitely um, speak to you. We like imprint, like we're gonna, sure. you're ours. And then they come into our lives. So kind of tell me about um, being, uh, is a P-A-D-I? rescue diver is oh, that patty yes. a patty okay I, I don't know um, what this what it is but I'm like yeah like- no worries all good yeah so it's just like a, a, a scuba certification program um and there's a bunch of different ones but patty's uh I actually was before I got to patty certified I was SSI before that um and so that's how I started out with SSI and then I transferred over to patty because it's more just like internationally known um and so- internationally accepted Mm-hmm. So like if you go to some countries and you have like some of the lesser known uh, certifications, they won't accept it and they won't let you dive. Oh, <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so what inspired you to like start diving and get yeah. uh, a certification? So it's funny. It kind of happened uh, again by accident. All these happy things just <laughs> happened in my life by accident. It's crazy. So I was in undergrad and I was in my last semester And I was on a scholarship program that required that I take a full load of classes, but I was done with all the classes that I needed to take to graduate. So Mm -hmm. I just had all these like free credits that I could take whatever classes I wanted to. So I just loaded up on like all the (laughs) PE classes (laughs) because I didn't want to, I think I took like PE and art, like all of my classes. Best ones. And um, so one of those classes was scuba. And uh, so a really cool, also the slow way to learn to scuba dive, right? Because most scuba certifications, um, the initial one takes like a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I did it for a whole semester, uh, which was awesome. <laughs> and it's a great <laughs> to learn. And if anyone has a chance to do that, I highly, highly recommend it. But yeah, so that's how I got into it, just as a class. And then I just kept taking it, <laughs> kept taking another one and another one and kept getting certified. And um, then at some point along the way, I was like, Hey, I think I think I want to do this mm-hmm. <laughs> like as a career. Like I think I think I want to teach this. And it's funny because you don't like it sounds like an odd pairing, yoga and scuba diving, but it's actually really not. And wow. I, I find that like my breath work practice mm-hmm. helps so much diving. And so, because um, you know when you dive, you have a finite amount of air, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> because it's on in a tank on your back, right? So the slower you can go through your air, the longer you can dive. And so like previously, I would go through my air so fast. It was Mm -hmm. so frustrating. It was like, no, we just sat down here and now I have to go back (laughs) up because I'm out of air. And so just like learning to control my breath and like utilize the oxygen in your body better is like so great. I can dive forever now. That's really really interesting you say that about the breath work because I didn't realize until pretty recently the past like year or two how important breath work is in yoga because like they tell you like how to breathe and like with different poses and movements but you like you're just not like oh yeah this is like really helping me this is just what they're telling me and then it's like no there's a reason why you know breath work is important and I've done a couple of breath work classes before and it's just so vital to your health and that's something I definitely sometime when I have spare time to work on things is to like really get better at breathwork practices. But it's really cool how you mention, you know, the yoga connection with the scuba diving, because it totally makes sense. To be honest, breathwork can overlap in so many areas of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for sure, yoga is an obvious one, but really like any kind of uh, 
practice where you're trying to connect more to your body or even connect to your ancestors or connect to spirit, whatever that means for you, um, you can do, achieve that through breath work. And it's just, it's, it's kind of boundless. It's amazing to me the experiences that I've had with breath because obviously you can do like a simple breath work practice like five to 10 minutes by yourself and then you mm-hmm. get up from it and you're just like feeling like you just took something right mm-hmm. yep. you're high on your breath and that's amazing but also you can do it in ceremony like with people facilitating a ceremonial experience for you and have like visions and have where you feel like you're like talking to your ancestors and walking with your ancestors and they're helping guide you through whatever's happening in your life at the moment um or helping you release past traumas mm-hmm. or something that and it's just so like (laughs) it's funny because I went on a retreat one time which was the first time I did like a ceremonial breath work like that Mm -hmm. and I get back and I was telling my mom about it my mom was like not into any of this stuff at all so she just kind of like quietly let me talk about it and then was like oh okay well you know how about the weather (laughs) and so and then I remember months went by and then later on I mentioned that or she brought up the retreat that I had gone on and she said something about like taking like mushrooms or psychedelics or something and I was like what are you talking about I didn't take mushrooms like what are you talking about she's like like, wait I thought you said that like you saw your ancestors and I was like I did (laughs) and she didn't get like my description of the experience to her made her think that I was on drugs and I definitely was not and so it's just so crazy that we all have access to this. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what, where you are in life, no matter how much money is in your bank account, no matter what your status in any um, aspect of your life, you have access to your breath. Learn to manipulate and control your breath to achieve certain desired outcomes. And it's just a really beautiful thing. I love it so much. It's so healing. And when I, I get migraines pretty frequently, so I have learned to do some breath work exercises and it actually alleviates the migraine and even with stress too. So oh, yeah. yeah, it's really, really amazing. And it's really interesting. You mentioned the ancestor. I never knew like accessing your ancestors through breath work was possible. And that's really intriguing. So yeah. Um, I just want to say before we move on about the stress release thing. So it's mm-hmm. super easy for breath work. So, and we all know this, right? Whenever someone gets upset or stressed about something, we, we tell them, we're like, take a breath, take a breath. And it's mm-hmm. so true, but there's actually like They've done scientific studies and the actual number of full deep breaths that you need to take is six. So when you're upset about something, take Mm -hmm. six full deep, as big as you can breaths. Okay. And that is the number that you need to hit in order to actually like drop your blood pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. Six is my favorite number. So that's easy for me to remember. Like, okay, so probably tomorrow when I'm at work, just take six. (laughs) Yeah, and it takes longer than you think because you're like, oh, okay, take a breath. And if you're done in 15 seconds, then that was not deep breath. Like Mm -hmm. full deep breath. So I want to talk a little bit about astrology. what are your top three, like your sun, moon, and rising? Oh, man, I have that. Okay, I actually just pulled this up. So I'm learning about astrology <laughs> now, and I'm so excited about it. So I'm an Aries. That's like my main. Well, I'm an I'm Aries, so too. About this. So I think that's awesome. I Because I saw it like your Instagram, like some Aries stuff. And I'm like, I think she's an Aries. Oh, yeah. Like me, but I just want to make sure. But <laughs> that's awesome. So I have Aries sun, Cancer moon, and Taurus uh, rising. Okay, cool. Um, You're the second Aries Cancer Moon combo that I know. So that's really cool. (laughs) I'm just learning like what all the other uh, positions mean. (laughs) Like, uh, because I was just like, wait, what do you mean? My whole life I've just been Aries. And now you're like, no, there's more. (laughs) There's There's more more. to it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so layered. And that's the thing, though. That's why I love living in this space right Mm because like I said before it's just a constant learning opportunity and growth opportunities everywhere you turn and I love that so much and you know like being an Aries (laughs) I'm very like I'm I'm like I like this and I like this and I like this Mm -hmm. and I like this like I'm all over the place and previously 
that was not so great for like my career. So many different things and I couldn't pick a lane, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I'm I'm learning that like, oh, I can pick this lane and this lane is massive. Mm-hmm. Right? So there are a million different things that I can learn within this lane. So that's part of why I love it so much. And I also feel that Aries, we love learning about ourselves. So that's just been like one of my huge like draw to the spiritual world. And I got into astrology at 12, like very young and like my whole horizon just expanded. I was like, wow, there's so much like interesting things to know about myself. And um, it just changes your whole view on everything. Cause you're like, wow, I'm really connected. Like from your palm stone to your birth chart the crystals you select, like everything is just like all interwoven into your being. And yeah, just, it's never going to be like, okay, this is the end of the chapter. Like there's no more to discover. (laughs) It's like, nope, (laughs) you're never going to know everything. (laughs) But how, but if you think about it, like how awful would that be if you got to a point where you're like, okay, you're done. Like there's Mm -hmm. nothing else to learn. Like I would be so sad. It would be. (laughs) I know. I would just be like, okay, what's another skill? Let's go (laughs) learn how to bake a carrot cake now or something. I don't know. So I do want to also ask, like going back into the yoga topic. um, So what are some of your favorite brands for yoga, like with equipment, with fashion? Um, Because I always am curious of trying to like add more like cool yoga clothes to my (laughs) my wardrobe. So it's funny. So I actually buy my yoga pants from a brand that's not really a, I guess they're just like a fitness brand, not specifically yoga brand, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's Gymshark. Um, I think they're based in the UK actually but um so a friend of mine was like wearing their leggings and I was like oh my god those are so cool but she's a lot smaller than me and so I was like oh they're probably not going to have my size and so but I was like okay let me just go look at their website anyway and they surprisingly had my size and I was Mm -hmm. like oh this is so great and then you know in the back of my mind I was still like "Mm, but I bet when I get them they probably won't fit Mm-hmm. You know, and then I got them and they fit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I am married to Gymshark forever now. Thank you so much. Oh, that's um, awesome. So uh, Gymshark is the brand for clothing that I like. Okay. Um, also, also, there's another brand called Girl. <laughs> it's like G-R-R-R-L. Okay. <laughs> and um, they're obviously female-owned mm-hmm, <laughs> business. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they make super wide range of sizes which I really appreciate also I love that they name their sizes after like athletes okay so like so they'll, their sizes will be like Heidi and Sam and you know I don't remember all the names but mm-hmm. I just love that because it's like they're modeled after real people and you can mm-hmm. like click and see who the athlete is and you know what what their sport or their fitness competition is in you know mm-hmm. um so I like that it's just interesting and fun um for like yoga mats um and is my jam okay uh, that's what that's my go-to yoga mat okay yeah no that's good to know because um yeah I have a yoga mat off of Amazon right now and it's actually like really awesome I love it but I'm like okay maybe like in a couple like months or like a year I should invest into something like a little bit more better quality but so far I like the one that I have yeah Um, I will say also yoga mats are like definitely not a one-size-fit-all type thing mm -hmm. like people look for different things in a yoga mat and so manduka is great but if you're someone who like produces a lot of body sweat Mm. it might not be the mat for you you know because it will get slippery if you sweat on it enough so yeah that's good to know. Yeah. Cause I like something with a little bit of a cushion. The one I had mm. before, it was like too flat and I was like, okay, this isn't comfortable when I'm doing more like resting poses. And so mm-hmm. I like something a little bit with a cushion, but thank you. As I love the fashion aspect um, of yoga as well. <laughs> so I love to, <laughs> I love to know like, where are people getting their things? So interesting. Um, I didn't realize like so much went into like making a pair of leggings. Mm-hmm. Like you're like it's just leggings. It's so simple. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not it's simple. Not. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about making them for different body types, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm I have zero fashion background at all. But like I've just you know been able to sit in on some meetings with um, 
people in my company who are like creating these types of things. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> this is way more detailed than I thought it was. Yeah. I used to, at my last job, um, we had a yoga line that I had to help design and pick out fabrics for and stuff like that. And it's really interesting and it's really cool, but I'm also like, okay, this is like either worth like a hundred dollars for a pair of, uh, you know, active leggings, or it's probably mm-hmm. really like a ripoff, but, but I think that's really cool. So yeah, I also, one thing I just love about your Instagram. So you post, uh, like you had like a series or like every day you were posting, um, like I take a selfie in the morning cause I'm nice to wake up to. I love yes. that. And I think that is, that is such a powerful spell. Um, now I have that, like, because of you, I like say that to myself now <laughs> every oh, morning. So um, I just think that's really beautiful. And I just wanted to kind of hear like what inspired you to. Yeah. So that. actually this is like kind of a telephone situation happening right now. <laughs> and I just love it so much. I'm just like, this needs to pass on and we can keep passing it and growing it. And we are all nice to wake up to. And I love it so much. So I don't know if you uh, watched her when she did her Everyday Magic Live, but Crystal the Oracle. Yes. Like, so mm-hmm. I, I was inspired from her. Okay. Um, so like her Instagram's Crystal the Oracle and she does the, uh, like she I, she, I got that from her, the nice to wake up to selfies. Mm-hmm. And I sent her a message and I was like, hey, Crystal, I was like, I really like your selfies in the morning. Like, would it be okay if I started doing this on my Instagram? And she's like, oh my God, yes, that's amazing. Thank you so much for, you know, passing it on. Mm-hmm. So I want to inspire everyone else. <laughs> like, if you like it and you think that's something you want to do, absolutely do it and share mm-hmm. it and pass it on. Um, because I think there's so, like, especially with women, we have a really bad habit of speaking to ourselves <laughs> and not mm-hmm. so fun and happy ways and not the nice ways mm-hmm. and so it's a practice to really just say positive things to yourself right mm-hmm. and to realize and it's not even like making up fake positive things to say to yourself like these are mm-hmm. true statements that sometimes we just have a hard time believing that they're true mm-hmm. you know and so it takes practice right because you've been yes. some people have been like talking negative to, negatively to themselves for years and years and years and so mm-hmm. it's not going to turn around in a day so it is a, a practice of being like yeah I, I am nice to wake up to <laughs> like I'm 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 attractive I'm beautiful I'm mm-hmm. a nice Person. I have good energy. I have all these great crystals. Like who wouldn't <laughs> want to wake up next to me, right? Um, exactly. So, uh, yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> yes. I love that too. Yeah. I have like some, a list of like some affirmations by my mirror that I say to myself and that's one of them on there that sticks for me. Um, and it's just so true. Like the world tries to be astounded, especially as women. And I'm almost 29 and every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh my God, I need to start like putting on my eye cream. Like it's an emergency, like, you know, <laughs> twice a day and, you know, but then it's just kind of like, you know, who's telling me these things? Like, is this, you know, yeah. my own thoughts? Um, Um, but it's probably, it's just the media or, you know, it's men, you know, telling women you need eye cream or, you know, so, um, that like really resonated with me because women don't hear, you know, that all the time. So it's like, if if we're not going to hear it, we have to get it from ourselves. And that's all that matters is that own self-love and appreciation. So I think that's awesome. And I will say like another practice that I do is trying, learning the beauty of aging right and that like we're both super young by the way (laughs) we're not old at all right but society tells us that we Mm -hmm. are right you're past 21 you're old Mm -hmm. right so you know I of course have parts of myself physically that I'm like oh it'd be nice if you know this what you know was a little bit more like this instead of that you know Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with like having goals and like wanting to, you know, modify something right Mm -hmm. on your physical body. But the problem comes when you're like attaching your self-worth to that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But when you're like, Oh, the number on the scale dictates, you know, how valuable of a human I am. Mm -hmm. That's where the problem comes in. Right. Yes. And when Mm -hmm. you're putting yourself into dangerous extremes one way or the other because of it. And so with (laughs) with aging, it's so funny because sometimes I'll like, look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I'm getting like little, little lines here. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And my first thought will be like, 
oh no and then I take a moment to question that and I'm like wait why are you why are you being upset about that like that's beautiful (laughs) it means like you're you have more experience and growth and knowledge and you've lived these you've lived these life experiences and it shows on your face and that's Mm -hmm. beautiful yeah and like learning to appreciate all the signs of life in your body right (laughs) because the only people that don't age are people who are dead. So <laughs> it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm alive. How mm-hmm. beautiful is that? You know? Yeah, I'm still here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like, I don't know how we got into, I mean, I'm sure we can figure it out. But <laughs> it's, like, it's, yeah, very loaded. Thanks for like wanting to be, <laughs> I say forever 21. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, wanting to be like, forever stuck and also 21 is like you don't know anything at 21 oh my god it's horrible (laughs) (laughs) I love getting older anyone with the knowledge that I have right now Mm -hmm. oh man yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I wish it was, life was like a Benjamin Button situation. Like, we get all the wisdom <laughs> when we're like young and then it's, you know, so it's, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, um, yeah, it's just, it's hard with social media as well, because a lot of, you know, you could be following people. Like, I know I follow like some fashion, like influencers and they're like all about like their eye cream and Botox. I'm like, wow, should I be like concerned or interested in that? Mm-hmm. But it is kind of just a reminder of like, okay, I'm still here on this earth. I, you know, got to have these experiences, which is why I have, you know, smile lines or, you know, whatever. And, um, also like black don't crack. So I'm still sticking to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, like, you know, what? I'm going to be doing better than, you know, most, but, um, but yeah, it's just definitely having like a daily confirmation, you know, of self-worth and just acknowledging. Yeah, sure. And I yeah. will say if, if COVID has taught us anything, <laughs> it is that like the less you wear makeup and like put stuff on top of your face, the healthier your skin will be. Like exactly. what a shocker. <laughs> and like we all went a year without wearing makeup and now we're all just like glowing naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, wow, amazing. You're beautiful just the way you are yes. without all the product. And it, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong. I'm not bashing on makeup or anything. I'm just saying like you're beautiful with or without it, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we should, I feel like a lot of people don't believe that. <laughs> and, yeah. it's, and honestly, it was a practice for me to believe that as well, mm-hmm. right? I never wore makeup just because I was really bad at it, to be completely honest. <laughs> like, as because my mom, like, doesn't really do much makeup. And so I never had anyone to, like, teach me how to do my makeup as a mm-hmm. kid or anything. And so I was just always really bad at it. And I hated it. And also, I hated spending money on it. I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, never spend my money on something else and so I just didn't wear makeup for that reason (laughs) yeah if I had been good at it I would have worn it more that's for sure (laughs) I know I do like a cat I just do like eye makeup and a little eyebrow that's all I do now for work because I go in um a couple days a week so I'm like okay I'll do my eyes because it doesn't matter once you have the mask on so (laughs) right no one can see um you're just wasting foundation exactly (laughs) no one can see it just rubbing off on your mask yeah. Um, but speaking about like, you know, self-care rituals, I want to talk about your baths because your bath game is on yeah. another level. And I'm like, like yesterday or the day before you posted something about like your bath. And I was like, okay, like I'm just using bath salts from Whole Foods and that is <laughs> like, I need to definitely elevate my bath game. And I want to kind of talk about your bath. Oh my God. I love baths so, 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 so much. <laughs> and I will say my bath game definitely did not start like that. Like I used to just run water and put like Dawn dish soap <laughs> in oh, the water and make a bunch of bubbles and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and then my skin would be super dry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there were a lot of bubbles. <laughs> but yes, I love baths. Like for me, my bath time is like really sacred to me. I take a bath at least once a week. Um, like a long soaking bath and maybe twice but definitely once I do after I come home from my teaching on the weekend Mm -hmm. Um, so I teach three classes back to back and when you're teaching and you're um, like connecting with so many people and sometimes such a really deep soul level Mm -hmm. and sometimes students will come up to you after class and they just kind of like 
word vomit, <laughs> unload their whole life story and all of their emotions onto you. And that is so beautiful. And I love that. And I love like being able to sit in those experiences with my students. But then once I leave, like sometimes you're carrying that energy mm. with you, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's great energy, but sometimes it's heavy energy. And sometimes it's just like weird, not your energy, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I come home from that, um, I typically like go straight to my laundry room, take off all my clothes and then go immediately and take a bath. And so uh, <laughs> I just put anything in my bath that makes me feel good. And so it's evolved over time. I really started elevating it and being like intentional about it when I would go on walks and hikes every day. Mm -hmm. And I would just pick random flowers like as I was walking and hiking and I would be like, oh, that's a pretty flower. That's a pretty flower. <laughs> and then I'd dry them. And I had no, I didn't know why I was picking these flowers. I was just like, I just wanted to. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I came up with the idea to start drying them out and then still didn't know what I was going to use them for. <laughs> and then finally I was like, oh, let's put them in my bath. Like, that'd mm -hmm. be cool. And so add the flowers and then of course bath salts. Um, and then like following everyday magic automatically means you need to follow Crystal Barso. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. um, there, I mean, if you follow them, your bath game's automatically going to be elevated, right? Mm -hmm. So, cause they got the bath bombs and the bath salts and the soaps and everything and the body butters. And um, so, yeah, but I think the most important thing, like you don't need 17 different things to put in your bath to like make it a beautiful experience like <laughs> mm -hmm. really just like whatever is most uh what you feel most connected to right so it's like if you don't give a crap about bath salts then don't put bath salts <laughs> in there right mm -hmm. and I'll put um also like um some oils that have been like anointed and blessed for certain purposes in my bath okay. as well Mm -hmm. um so for whatever intention I'm trying to call into my life or if I'm you know working through a certain obstacle at the time like I'll pick an oil that'll help with that um and that feels really good because I can like soak in the bath and feel like I'm just like absorbing that energy through my mm -hmm. skin um and I just love it so much I love that <laughs> and I also saw that you use Florida water and I was like oh my god why have I never thought about this <laughs> like I think that's amazing so I am learning all kinds of new uses for Florida water that I never knew, right? Because initially mm -hmm. when I first got it, I just used it on my hands, like to like kind of symbolically cleanse before, um, before like pulling cards or mm -hmm. working with anything on my altar at all, right? Um, and then I learned it's a hand sanitizer mm -hmm. and you can use it to clean your floors and yep. you can put it in your laundry and you can put it in your bath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, like you can do all these things with Florida water. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. So now I use um, mine because I make my own. Um, I use it also as a facial mist too. Right. So that's also a good, uh, good thing. And actually it's like one of my friends, like her boyfriend just like, randomly just started putting on his, his face. And then she's like, was that okay to find your face? I was like, yeah, it's totally fine. So it was just like, <laughs> you know, just interesting how, um, yeah, the uses like evolve for that. But I was like, oh my God, that is an incredible idea. Like why haven't I thought of that? Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm so interested to elevate my bath game because moving into an apartment where I'm like by myself and I can actually use the tub without roommates, mm -hmm. it's been like yeah. <laughs> a new experience for me. So I'm like, okay, I need to like get into this now. So I'm really hyped. But that's so cool. It's yeah. amazing. Like, just even, you know what? Even if you took, <laughs> I mean, obviously you can't take the bath out of the bath. <laughs> but, like, even if you just forget that we're talking about a bath, like, just taking the time to create an intentional space, an in intentional moment of solitude for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. A moment where you turn off everything that's going on outside in the world. Mm -hmm. And you say, I am dedicating this moment to just me and only mm -hmm. me and nobody yep. else. And we don't do that. That's not a thing. <laughs> you know, there's never a moment where we're not like attached to our phones or attached to our partner or attached to our work or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like such a gift that you can give yourself, you know, just to take that time once a week, once mm -hmm. a month, yes. you know, whatever, whatever you can, whatever you can manage, you know? Mm hmm. So oh, I think that's beautiful. Um, so do you have any upcoming projects that you want to talk about that's on your radar? 
Um, yeah, so if anyone's in Austin, I don't know where your audience is, but if anyone's <laughs> in Austin, I uh, do teach at Black Swan Yoga every Saturday, and I also do like special events with them. So come check me out, Alicia and Nicole on the schedule. And also in uh, late March, I will have a breathwork slash meditation course dropping. It's going to be a 30-day course. Still planning out the um, timeline for it, but I think it's going to like alternate days, like one day breathwork, one day meditation. Um, and it's just like a very entry level, like, I've never done this before. Let's do a five minute practice, mm-hmm. you know, so great for people who just want to kind of dip their toe in and like see if they like it. Um, so that'll be uh, launching towards the end of the month in March. And yeah, look out for those things. And I probably have a few more projects coming that I'm not quite ready to talk about yet. because <laughs> they're not. I don't want to say it and then it doesn't happen. But mm-hmm. um, if you're like following me um, on social, like I'll be posting and talking about it there. So that's uh, diving underscore yogi on Instagram. On Instagram. Okay, awesome. That is amazing. And I'm really excited about your course. Um, I think that is something that totally, especially in these trying times need to be offered to connect with yourself and connect with, you know, your breath. Um, But that's awesome. (laughs) So, but thank you so much. I enjoyed you so much. I learned I can't even believe I learned everything. I'm like taking notes. (laughs) So awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. So, um, and just stay tuned on my Instagram. I'll be shouting out Alicia. And if you want to follow her on Instagram, um, you know her handle. And this has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you.